This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show just for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this bite-sized episode, Jason and Kyle share a practical tip that every e-commerce leader should know. Let's jump in. It's a tip of the week for everyone. It was a, a Forbes article that I came across that talked about sort of the four big challenges of yeah. profitability for e-commerce sellers. And it basically how to get to scale it's talking about really big uh e-commerce brands that are a few of them have gone public in the last few years and so being a public company they have to disclose more of their profitability yeah. and all of those different things that that go with being a publicly traded company so it's it's insight into that and this, this is, is a good article reaction. yeah we'll, we'll link we'll, it up right for sure we'll definitely have the okay. link so people can check it out yeah, but in essence it. in essence it came down to the, the biggest challenges being that information was out there for everybody. So people can price shop you. Yeah. It's not, you're not as unique. You're not yeah. the snowflake you used to be. Uh, scalability <laughs> is still difficult no matter who you are, especially when you're competing against, uh, if you are competing against Amazon, right? Like they already have scale. Yep. Uh, returns are still an expensive undertaking for e-commerce and growing. So their trend is that returns are actually increasing and becoming a more expensive cost. And then shipping costs aren't going anywhere. Right. Yeah. and still count for 85% of, um, of uh, all the e-commerce sales in the U.S., including free shipping. Which has become a normal thing, but it eats into your profit. But it eats into, yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. So what is then, how do we, even as smaller uh, scale retailers, yep. how do we account for that? And what, what's, our, what's our big takeaway from this article? And how, how can we process that? Yeah, I, it was a great article. Um, everybody should read it. You want me to... You, Share yeah. my takeaway. You want to share Go a takeaway? What do you want to do? Yeah. Go for it first and then I'll share mine. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, well, there's two things. First of all, when I read the article, it's, it's geared towards bigger e-commerce brands, but sure. us little guys, you know, the, the people who are making the six and seven figure sales, you know, um, numbers annually take, could learn a lot from the article. And um, the thing that stood out to me was um, that, you know, a lot of venture funded e-commerce efforts will, it's all about top line sales. They focus on top line sales. That's what they're pushing towards. They want to get market share. But for us little guys, and maybe because I've had to live off this money, I, you know, my e-commerce money, I've had to live off of for 10 years, or at least we needed it when we started. And then when I retired from the nine to five on January 1st, 2014, ever since then, I couldn't be unprofitable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for me, it was like, okay, one of the first lessons in e-commerce is don't just focus on top line sales, always focus on the net profit involved and how much your income is going to be your take home out of the business. And that lesson is really super fundamental. And if you start an e-commerce business with no disrespect as a side hustle or venture funded with other people's money, you just don't feel it's like, mm -hmm. it's like running your car with really awesome shock absorbers, mm -hmm. but with no shock absorbers, you're like, oh my God, I just blow $4,000 this month. I needed to use that for my mortgage or, you know, whatever. You, you instantly have to rationalize the net profit when you're really running your own business. And I just encourage every startup entrepreneur, focus on your net profit, your margins, don't worry so much about top line sales. Those will happen if you get your business fundamentals on lockdown. So that was sort of the main takeaway for me is just, you know, lessons learned. 
that you can't fake your way to a good business by just selling a lot, but not having any net profit, you yeah. know, at any level. I mean, it, it doesn't work. You can't, you can fool yourself if you want, but even like in a big company, you know, you just, it doesn't work for the long term. If you're, if someone's not making money. Um, and so and that was my main takeaway. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. How about I, you? It, it very, very similar. I really do feel like profitability becomes sort of the linchpin of really the metric, the gold standard, where yeah. you hang your hat. Top line sales look great on paper, but it, they don't really matter. And they don't really matter at the end, one, because you're not going to be getting paid, right? honestly. And two, like if whenever you go to sort of value your company, they don't be like, hey, look at your top line sales. Great. That's, we're going to go with that number. No, they're going to go with, with the profitability <laughs> of the company, right? Like yeah. that, that's really what matters. Yep. So focusing on that now yep. is a skill set that you begin to flex and grow and get better in over time. Sure. At the beginning, your focus is how do I create a, a great product? Yeah. How do I sell that product? And that's the skill set you spend your time and energy and focus yep. on developing. Yeah. Rightly so. But at, there's a transitionary period that has to happen where you go, okay, I have these down. The next most important skill set that incorporates all those things is yeah. profitability. Right. So I, I do agree. I do think that. Um, Any other takeaways that, that stood yeah, out? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I think that was interesting for me was thinking about the levers in the business that you do have control over that mm -hmm. are cost levers. Yeah. So there are fixed costs in your business that you can't control. Uh, sure. For example, if you're an Amazon seller, you're going to pay Amazon 15%. It's the referral fee. You're yeah. not going to be able to negotiate with Amazon on that, uh, on that number. Now, but there are things that you can't have direct control over. Yep. You can control how much you're spending on your advertising. Yep. You can control how much your, uh, your storage fees are. Yep. You can control how much your, uh, even some of your inventory, like the, the costs how you are associated with how you're doing your packaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like maybe if you actually looked at your packaging in, in a more critical way, you could say, yeah. I can squeeze this down and actually reduce the size of it. And that yeah. actually will save me from, you know, additional costs with, with that. So uh, another big one, things. just to add in, to tack on another one is a staffing, of course, Absolutely. is the biggest expense. Yeah, and, for sure. you know, people can blow so much money on it. It's just amazing. You can hire someone in the Philippines for a couple hundred bucks a month to do something. Or you can hire somebody and pay them $10,000 a month. It's so yeah. weird. Staffing is so bizarre. Yeah, uh, that can sure. be a huge expense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So be aware of what those are. Understand them in your business. Yep. And be able to control them, turning them up and down yep. based on the goals and what the feedback and the data that you're getting. That's sort yep. of the next level. So understanding profitability and understanding those cost levers and be able to manipulate those or sort of that next level entrepreneur, business owner, manager that yeah. really takes to, to get to scale. And I guess the last sort of takeaway, which I thought was good was the guy who sort of wrote this article on Forbes said, bottom line, at the end of the day, it's really not a focus on top line revenue. It's really a focus on long-term customer value and right. how you generate that for the long term. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, that was, that was smart. Like, I think that we get so obsessed in acquiring a customer that once we've acquired the customer, we forget about the customer yeah. and we don't really 
spend a lot of our time maximizing that relationship and actually yep. providing them additional products and services for the long term. Yep. It's all about the new customer we get obsessed with. And I think that's a critical mistake. Awesome, man. Love this as a tip of the week. So a couple takeaways, read the article. We've linked it below. Learn more about the e-commerce industry. But then remember, it's a focus on net profit, yeah. not on top line sales. And you've got areas of your business you can control that you want to look at, monitor, and what you know what you measure um, matters and what, what measures gets changed. And so looking really clearly at your expenses, huge part of success. Um, so let's wrap it up there. If you like this tip of the week, of course, check out our others at winningonshopify.com or winning.online.com. You, you know, our uh, brands are changing a little bit. Um, might even change more in the future. <laughs> but uh, let's wrap it up there. Thanks for listening to this episode of The E-Commerce Leader. Hey, don't forget to subscribe because when you do, you'll get notified. And next time you log into your podcast player, you'll see our latest episode nestling at the top of your list. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening.